Rocket Soccer News For insight that excels For expert analytics You better go somewhere else Portland Betting Soccer Podcast Enjoy it now Cause it probably won't last Patches proof They cover it all They'll discuss everything except football Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. All right. Well, hey, welcome to episode. Is it really only episode 70 or is it 71? 70. No, it's episode 70. Episode 70 of the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast, season four, episode two. Uh, it's beginning to look a lot like preseason. My name is Jonathan Everett, and I am coming to you from Epping, New Hampshire. Hmm. Hey, I'm uh, Randy. I'm coming to you from Northeast Portland. Josh, coming to you from Westland, Oregon. And this is Greg in Northwest Portland, and tonight we have a guest joining us. You thought it was hard to follow four people talking over each other. Wait till you put up with five people talking over each other. (laughs) Uh, You might know him from Twitter fame. We have Ryan Clark. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) What if we don't know him from Twitter fame? Ryan, where else uh, can people find you? Uh, Give us some background. The print newspaper. That's where the hell you guys can find me. Um, Whoa, what's that? What? I'm a millennial. I use that in my I art. Don't know what that is? No, it's uh, OregonLive.com. Yeah, the the Oregonian. I I cover the Portland Timbers and Thorns for those who are not familiar. A uh, couple of clubs that are pretty busy these days. Uh, <laughs> wait, I haven't heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> so you go. also do a podcast, right? Yeah, Soccer Made in Portland. Uh, find me and Chris Reifer uh, dishing out PTFC takes and whatnot on uh, on all podcasting platforms. So that's that's the additional plug for you. We, we found that if you don't mention exactly what those platforms on, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just search podcasts on your phone, and like, <laughs> there'll probably be like an app or something that uh, if you're I don't know. It's not my job to teach people how to use technology. So, you know. Yeah. So Ryan's joining us because uh, Josh and I were drinking one night and uh, I was a wee bit tipsy and scrolling through Twitter and I saw one of your tweets, Ryan. And then I just kind of like half drunk, half jokingly turned to Josh and I'm like, I'm going to text him, ask if he wants to come on as a complete joke. And sure enough, he's a fucking cool dude. And he said yes. So, welcome. Hey. First of all, that's a lie, because Josh doesn't drink. Oh, Oh, I was drunk that night. (laughs) Josh was watching me drink. Okay. So, Ryan, have you ever listened to our podcast before? I've listened to bits and pieces around (laughs) around the the big news story times for for PTFC. You know, just to get a, a... finger on the pulse of what's going on with the fan base uh, i like i like to you know dabble so gotcha. does that mean we're journalists now is it journalisms if you have a twitter account if you have yeah. a twitter account you can pay for twitter blue and people will believe that you matter so we do have a match.com account does that matter yeah hmm. it does if you're looking for love so oh we are we're always looking for love <laughs> so um, just happened to blind 
pure dumb bad luck or good luck depending on your point of view that we have you on uh the day of a story breaking in the thorns um you want to you want to talk about that at all yeah sure um so today essentially the nwsl released the results of three separate investigations two of them applied to the thorns um the two investigations involved Thorne's uh, lead athletic trainer, Pierre Soubrier, who is uh, Crystal Dunn's husband. He administered drugs that included codeine to Portland Thorne's players uh, without a prescription, which, um, according to NWSL, <laughs> is illegal and also <laughs> against uh, – against the policies of the league in addition to being illegal. And so one of the players that he administered the codeine to, uh, he did so without uh, her informed consent, apparently. And then uh, today he was fired. And uh, an assistant coach, Sophie Clough, uh, during the NWSL championship celebration, she kissed a player on the neck. And uh, that was unwanted. And so that uh, that led to her firing today as well. Uh, PTFC went further than the league recommended the league recommended just year long uh without pay suspensions for those two individuals but uh ptfc fired them today so uh, they will be looking for a new trainer and uh seeking a new assistant coach for mike norris that that might be the actual the biggest shocker out of all this is that uh the the organization did the right thing this time as far as like oh Instead of trying to downplay it, they were, they actually fired people. It's definitely a, a step in the right direction, I think, in terms of accountability, because, um, you know, fans have pointed this out on, on Twitter and elsewhere, too. But, you know, they they don't have a track record of, of being on top of this stuff um, in with the past issues. So, you know, taking these proactive steps, not only to um, to report self-report these issues to the league at the start, but also um you know, fire these individuals for, for these pretty serious issues of misconduct, uh, I think is, is important in terms of overall culture change. The real question so, is why can't we have nice things? <laughs> it's, like it's like every other week. It just gets worse and worse and worse. It's exhausting. Anyway, sorry, Randy, go on. Oh, I didn't have no, this. Is, oh, this is Jonathan. I had one uh, question about the codeine because I'm trying to like, again, codeine controlled substance, you need, you know, um, a prescription and it has to have a DEA number associated with it when you get it. So clearly someone, I think it was the, the, the team doctor as I've, I read the story correctly, gave the, the codeine and then didn't feel great about it. But was it like cough syrup? Because I mean, like that's like, I mean, sometimes there's cough syrup with codeine in it. You can get Tylenol with codeine in it. Yeah. Is it? Or like you know we're not talking um, like like doing rails of prescription drugs that they crushed up. So it's like, what I mean, like what type of codeine could have that like could that have been? I I don't know. Um, it, it's difficult to know because the league, you know, given the legal implications, is not going to come out and say it was this, that, or or the other. They probably know, and they would probably turn that information over to authorities if uh, if he was ever charged with a crime. But you know, it's it's it's. What we know about it at this point is that it happened during 
potentially during, but it could have been before, after, whatever. It happened at the NWSL semifinal when the team played uh, San Diego. So two players were administered at one, apparently without her knowledge uh, of the that's wild. codeine content. Yeah, so that's, that, that's, that's the bigger piece of it is the lack of informed consent. That's kind of – I'm a little bit shocked that they haven't let the doctor go or I don't know. Maybe I'm not clear about the, the connection between the doctor and the – in the trainer because it seems like you know it's a you have to write a prescription you can't just take someone you so according to to the report uh the the two instances of of the codeine being given to the players was done without the doctor's knowledge and she self-reported that information to to the nwsl and then also Uh, she she talked about another incident where there was a different controlled substance that uh he asked for she gave to him and then she felt weird about it so she essentially said don't don't administer it after the fact and he didn't so um this is not really about that how do you get your information on this kind of stuff i it's just different sources with varying levels of uh, connection to, to these issues. You know, it, it, it varies from, you know, people who have direct knowledge to people who will, you know, give me a, a tip on something. And then I would ask somebody else. It, it, it depends on the situation, but um, you know, stuff like this is sensitive and obviously teams want to make sure that the, the right info gets out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, one more thing for follow up from us from a podcast perspective is that I gave Josh prescription muscle relaxers that I didn't take. So, is the podcast going to have to hold me accountable and fire? No, I already turned you in. Well, okay. Yeah, I'm holding you accountable for not giving me any. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, you tweak your neck and you go to Zoom Care. Uh, You'll find stuff. Um, But, but hey, so. Um, that was some crazy news. Randy, did you have any more on that that you wanted to talk about specifically, or should we jump into said agenda? No, I, I want to just echo Greg's sentiment. It's just like, come on, you guys. It's just why. <laughs> I get that. I mean, it's it's for the people that follow this team, it's pretty fucking exhausting, to tell you the truth, to, to yeah. have to every every so often log on to twitter wherever else you get your news mastodon whatever um (laughs) and and see stuff like this on a consistent basis you know sports are supposed to and they have so often in portland brought people together around a common purpose and been fun and enjoyable and and when there's you know these constant stream of stories whether it's from me oftentimes or other people i mean it's it's a nightmare Yeah, but it sort of seems like we're getting not to the end of it, but we're getting rid of all the problems right now. And, you know, it could go on for another few years, but eventually we'll probably be in a good place. (laughs) That's what I was saying. It's like at some point you have to realize that you are under a microscope in a very tense situation in a city that's ready to be a powder keg. And I just don't, I don't understand how you make those mistakes knowing full well, all of the stuff that is going on, even going back to the previous head coach where you're just like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Um, Pierre, like I haven't spent a lot of time with him, but I've had a chance to hang out with him a little bit. Super nice guy. Like I'm sure he had the best of intentions whenever he made that poor decision, but it's just like, you know, you you see a technicality or a complication affect like 
who you envision as a good person is just such a bummer. Like, God damn, man. I mean, like any just... any other team like this happens and you don't have this giant backlog of stuff that's also happened. This probably that guy probably still has a job. Yeah. Um, I was I dropped a friend off. I had to drop a friend off at a bus station, the bus station last night. And uh, I happened there happened to need to drive past a row of, you know, big lines of people going to the Blazers games and they're they're crossing the street at this crosswalk and they're all happy, smiling. And I was like, oh, look at those sports fans unencumbered by, (laughs) you know, guilt or whatever, just enjoying very trying to say you're trying to say that Blazers fans aren't like clinically depressed right now watching (laughs) the last like (laughs) two weeks of what's been happening on the court because I mean, I grew up in this town and I've I've been a Blazer fan since I can remember and uh, I haven't been in a terribly good mood watching those games lately. So, I mean, Mm. you know, that obviously is an aside to to the much more serious things that the the PTFC fans are dealing with. Sure, sure. It's I mean, they were smiling, but it won't last very long. (laughs) I I have partial season tickets to the Blazers and it's the first time I've ever done it. And uh, so we did a half season. I split it with a buddy and every time he goes, they lose miserably. (laughs) And so far I have a winning record and that superstition. uh, He can't go anymore. Yeah, he's got to stop going. (laughs) (laughs) So. All right, well, let's uh, let's jump into some fun Timbers news, and this is probably going to be a lot of repeat for you, Ryan. But, um, you know, we have some significant players in and some re-signing. So, obviously, Evander, which we're all very familiar with. And, Ryan, if you haven't listened to our actual last episode, not the one before last, but episode 69. Um, nice. <clears throat> true story. Uh, it's actually really good, and we interviewed uh, a podcast from Denmark who had some in-depth coverage uh, of – uh evander which was uh like eye-opening and i think got us all very excited but super pumped that he's uh joining ptfc obviously felipe mora has resigned through 2025 in a restructured contract bravo has resigned through 2026 which i am personally very excited about and if anyone was watching the preseason match focaja resigned with a bicycle kick <laughs> anyone got some comments I had a comment with the bicycle kick in the moment, but I forgot what it was. And so I'm just going to water. Glad yeah, I'm drinking more water right now. That. <laughs> All right. Well, then, if no one's got anything to say, we'll move on to players out. Uh, more. When are we expecting him back? Ooh, good question. Probably middle of the summer, honestly. Yeah. What I mean, is it, it this time? It's uh, it's the same knee issue. The same knee. Yeah, it just did. They had to. They got to go back and in and do another corrective procedure. Um, I'd have to check on the exact verbiage on that, but it's it's yeah, it's like midway through the season that he'll probably be back. Okay. And even then, they they're probably going to be pretty careful with him. They signed him to a long term deal, so they they're not going to rush him back by any means. Did they renegotiate his deal? My understanding is that it's more favorable to the club. Yeah. And it's longer term. And so he may not be DP down the road or is he still DP now? He's, he's not a DP. No, they oh, only okay. have two, two DPs right now. It's Jimmy Chara and then uh, Evander is the other DP. So they have an open slot for a potential young DP striker, which is what uh, Ned Grabovoy has talked about. I've had a long running 
tinfoil hat thing going on, so I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat really quick. Do our doctors suck huh. ass? <laughs> I almost brought that up. It's, it just, question. I mean, going all the way back to the Gleason stuff, where doctors are getting sued, and then Mora's knee not healing up correctly, like three players tearing ACLs in one season. Is something going on, or do we just are not good at picking healthy players. So for the sake of this discussion, uh, he had arthroscopic surgery on the left knee, February 18th of 2022. And then he tried to come back, never really played a whole lot of minutes. And uh, then he had to have cartilage restoration surgery on that same knee on August 3rd. Hmm. Okay. Do so this is actually a really good question and follow up to that. So do the Timbers specifically employ a team doctor that's their full-time job or is it just contracted with different medical groups in the area? That I don't know off the top of my head. I know that the Thorns have a team doctor based on the news today. I learned that I, uh, <laughs> I but, or had one. Yeah. Well, they, she's still employed there. Oh, that's for, true for now. But the, um, the Timbers have a, an entire, you know, training staff. Uh, I'm not sure if they employ a, a full-time doctor though. I, I know that the Blazers partner with local doctors. Um, so that, that might be, might be what the Timbers do as well. Yeah. Gotcha. That's, how's, um, how's preseason going? Like, I know it's too early to tell, but um, and it's really hard to follow matches down there because it's some dude standing behind the goal with their iPhone out taping it. But Flint, are you out there? Me? Yeah. No, I. They were in Phoenix, and and now they're back here. Um, I, I never went down to Phoenix with them. I will be in uh, in Coachella for a part of that since they're in the Coachella Valley Invitational uh, in February. So. Oh, nice. Oh, I just saw that you reported something about like who was there and who wasn't there, and yeah, that was uh, that that was remote uh, working remote on that one. I didn't go down to to Phoenix, and I wouldn't read too much into who's playing, who's not at this point. It's no. there's a lot of guys, especially from the South American countries, who got in later than others just due to visa stuff, and they're they're working their way back and getting into fitness so it's it's not really panic mode for like injuries or anything until you're basically the week of uh the first game and then things start to become clear so based off of two 30 minute halves that we won we're that that's nothing to we can't extrapolate from that uh, we're gonna Geo's, win the league <laughs> geo said it was good i don't know <laughs> i i Nathan had a nice little bike. He is very passionate about scoring against Sporting Kansas City, so he that would be <laughs> his third and only oh, goals. Oh my god, that's true. I didn't even yeah. remember that. Yeah, he had a I brace. I was so frustrated. Yeah. yeah, the brace when they pulled them, and I was like, "There's still like 20 minutes left in the game. Let him get the hat trick." Yeah, I was saying the same thing in the press box. I wanted to see it, too. I almost don't want the Timbers to get a hat trick now because, like, oh, the meme Jesus. of it's just way too good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so we talked about the significant players in and how preseason is going. I think this would be a fun question for everyone. What player are you most excited about uh, for this year on the roster? Randy, Besides you go Evander? first. 
Yeah. No, no, it could be a Vader. It could be anyone. Like, okay. to be honest with you, I think we've all forgotten about Mosquera. Yeah. Uh, and I am equally as excited about him as I am uh, Evander. But if I had to pick one, I would probably pick Evander just based off the um, the interview with Sort Snack. Yeah, that's what I was going to say exactly. Um, Mascara definitely interested in him because he, he barely played, but he looked, he slot like we talked about this before, he slotted in right away and looked like he'd been with the team. And so, yeah, it, it could be a pretty exciting season. I'm excited for Evander, but I'm going to give some love to uh, Moreno. Oh, sure, Ooh. man. Yeah. 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 I think I just after having played what a year plus a couple of matches with us at this point, I think he's going to be feeling really comfortable and ready to kick ass. Yeah. What about you, Josh? Me? I think, um, Bill's going to do quite well. Ooh, Tui Loma. I think this is his season. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan, you got to round us out. Cause Josh has no commentary for anything. He says, I don't <laughs> No, I, I like all those guys. I think they're, they're all going to be important. Um, I, I'm on the Santi train as well, though. I, I Everything I hear is just sheer nervousness from PTFC, hoping that they can keep that guy. Because Santi is, is I think, poised for a major breakout season, uh, primarily in kind of a winger spot. Uh, he is, I think, the player that will benefit most from Evander being on the roster because Evander is such an unbelievably talented playmaker and Santi is, is always, it seems in the right spot. And, you know, last year was, was kind of a coming out party for him. And this year is going to just, I feel like be him being one of the star players on the team. And Evander, I I believe will lead the way. And I think he, in his own way is going to be a star uh, at the MLS level if things pan out. But, um, Regardless of who they have up top as as a striker, which is question mark right now, um, Santi to me is the guy that's poised to have a really big year. Yeah. Hey, um, to digress a little bit, what what what's your background in soccer? Before, and how long have you been at the Oregon Oregonian? Uh, so I I am. A little over a year into working at, at the Oregonian, previously worked at uh, at the n- small newspaper in Newburgh, um, covering yeah. schools and sports and everything else. Wrote about the the school board down there, which is always delightful. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but oh you know, uh, you know, covering that shit show uh, was uh, something that allowed me to, you know make national headlines and yeah it's good for the portfolio yeah it got noticed by the oregonian and so that was like a really great way to like cut my teeth as a reporter but also you know the craziness and the unfortunate nature of them just you know (laughs) this this guy knows how to deal with bad news let's get him to cover the thorns (laughs) and the I, I don't I don't know if that was fully the psychology, but I yeah. certainly came into the situation uh, prepared <laughs> for yeah. for that type of a situation. But, um, yeah. Did you no, take it, over Richard Farley's position? No, he worked for the team. Oh, OK. Jonathan yeah. has some thoughts about Richard Farley. He's my favorite writer in the history of writers. Um, <laughs> uh, shout out to the Newburgh skate park. Have you ever frequented the Newburgh skate park? 
I wrote a story about it, I think, once that was maybe like a couple hundred words about some thing. I, I don't know. I, I, it, a lot of the stuff down there was like, you know, retirees celebrating 95th birthdays and like winery related stuff. And until the school board debacle, uh, it was, it was pretty low key, but that was my second job out of college. I, I worked in Bend before that for a few months before I left, uh, left there cause the, the paper wasn't doing too well. So Oh, that's interesting. So like with all the writing, and I know we're not supposed to be interviewing you, but just level setting, were you a fan of PTFC before you started writing or have you gotten more into it now that you have been writing about it? I followed the teams casually, but I, I was not by any means like a, a diehard fan. I, I was much more so a Trailblazers fan growing up and like followed college football and the NFL. Uh, but I've through this job i've gained like such a massive appreciation for for not only the sport but for like what the soccer community means to portland and you know i had been to timbers games before um and i i was aware of how good the thorns were but never really followed it in this way and, and never gained that level of appreciation until i was in it and now i genuinely love it and if i wasn't you know somebody that was covering the team i i would be going to a lot of games and, and be following the team extremely closely by, by this point. Have you picked a European team? Not really. No. I, I mean, I've, I've watched Premier League when it's on on the weekends as, as often as possible, but, but no, I don't, I don't have an allegiance. Just you don't, yet. you I, don't I, need a European team. Don't, don't listen. To Jonathan. <laughs> I just asked. I, asked. I didn't try to sell Spurs or Ipswich town or anything like that. No big deal. <laughs> Burnley. 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 Oh my God. Did you, so did you have to do research soccer related research before you started writing about them? Or did you just like kind of wing it and hope no one busted you? Or did you know all that stuff already? It was closer to the second one for sure. I, I, I mean, I didn't wing it like, you know, I, I didn't come in with absolutely zero knowledge of the sport. I covered it in college for a little bit. And then oh, gotcha. you know, I, I had friends and family that played it and went to their games and, and I had, and I watched it on TV. Like it, it wasn't a complete come into it blind situation, but yeah, I mean, I, I was educated on the job with a lot of the nuances of the sport and terminology and everything else. And, and, it was a trial by fire and you know i i did have time to watch and write about some soccer in the last year so i <laughs> that was the education between writing about things that were not soccer. So, strictly well, soccer related we're yeah. learning as we go too so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all right well that's uh, that's cool. Thank you for answering those questions again. I know that's not supposed to be uh, us asking you questions um, for the for an interview perspective, but just helpful to learn a bit about um, uh, where you came from and what you've been doing, and um, it'll it'll help listeners understand more about soccer made in Portland and give them more appreciation. So the the next bit we had here was uh, specifically about some players out and we don't have too many significant players out, but only two that I could remember that I wrote down, but specifically Foshive, who I think we all on this podcast love as not only a player, but also a person. Uh, Greg, didn't you say he had joined uh, you with some, some TIFO painting? He came and painted TIFO and then uh, drank Rainier's with us in the warehouse. So as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, he's he's Timber's army. Sure. George is a great dude. 
uh, having met him and, and I went to, you know, his, his art show when, when he did that, uh, towards the end of the season, um, that was like right in the middle of, of all the U S soccer report scandal stuff swirling and everybody timbers related except for like Merritt and Gavin was there and it was awesome to see guys supporting him and see like the passion that he has for art and for design. And like you see now, like he's he on his Instagram, like he's, he's starting to do more interior design and, um, and other artistic ventures in addition to obviously he does work uh with oil on canvas and so you know beyond his like creative pursuits he's just a genuinely good dude and having gotten to know him um it makes sense to me that he would go hang out with the the timbers army people and and crush a few beers i mean that's that makes perfect sense to me i also learned and picked uh, up by a team no he had had interest um from a number of teams in like Mexico and MLS, but there hasn't been uh, any development in terms of like next step for soccer for him. He might, he might just pursue the the art thing and the design thing uh, at this point. He's played a lot of years and made a decent amount of money here and overseas. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what's next for him. Good for him. When he was in the warehouse, uh, he really liked talking about being naked in Europe. That's what I remember. He just he sat there painting and just talking about being on the beach and walking around naked and how good the sun felt on his ass while he was in Europe. So, huh. dude, cool. the the naked stuff in Europe it's so interesting. Again, we Americans have our hangups, and I I don't know if I told the story before, but when we went to a like a spa in Germany off the Baltic Sea and. This is why my buddies were like, okay, we're all going. And they live in Hamburg. And so me and Brianna go and we get there and I'm like, oh my, there's like one changing room and you have to be naked when you go in. And I, Brianna just totally dropped trow, like walk right in, didn't even care. And there's me like hanging out in the background. I'm like, okay, I guess here we go. But as you realize, nobody over there cared. The only person who cared was me. And there was... (laughs) old people there was young people there was fat people there were skinny people there was hot people and really ugly people and everyone walking around with their dongs out in the wind and no one gave a shit so i i support his son on the ass well that's just because yours is so small hey 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 okay Uh, look i can't help genetics man that's just the way (laughs) science is um i wonder if george has ever frequented uh like the soviet island uh nude beach or like rooster rock or anything maybe maybe he needs to get a tip so there is a nude beach on soviet island isn't there Mm -hmm. hmm we'll miss you george Yeah. yeah And then the next player to we say our goodbyes, and I loved him, but he made me sad, was uh, Mr. Van Rankin. Um, There were so many games where he was brilliant and so many games where he was not. And I I am excited at the thought of Mascara taking his place as the starter with Bonilla, hopefully still playing there in backup. But um, sad to see him go because he really was fun. And it looks like he was a great culture fit amongst the players and the teams just based on social media. Um, but um, uh, happy for the upgrade that we are getting it well. Yeah, I think Moscara is like you guys mentioned earlier is going to be a major upgrade there, and is is somebody that you know you think about that right side, the speed and you know the the skill 
that him and, and Santi are going to bring uh, the, the two Colombians who are really friends from national team stuff and from the area they grew up. I mean, that that's going to be genuinely exciting. And, and Van Ranken was, was kind of, he, he was one of the foils of me and Chris Reifer's podcast, uh, soccer mate in Portland for, for a while, him and Nish Gota, uh, you, you'd be hard pressed to find an episode where we didn't talk shit about either of those guys. <laughs> um, but, but you know, he, he had some moments where he, he was genuinely like a, a plus guy at that position. It just, it just didn't work out, you know, and, and, whether it's it's fit in a system or consistency or focus on on the part of the player, who knows? But he's he landed in in um, Mexico and is playing with and forgive my pronunciation, Nikasha uh, in in Liga MX. So uh, good for him to to keep keep the vibes rolling down in uh, in Mexico. Brian Fernandez's oh. old club. Yeah. Oh, oh that's tried to get a. I'd, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think uh, in the last episode of Morrisonic, Pete talked about when he went on uh, that Club Americas podcast before the CCL matchup with them. And when he oh, brought up right. Van, when he brought up Van Rankin, those the hosts of the other show who follow Liga Mecki nonstop, they just kind of like laughed under their breath. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> this guy doesn't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> How right. Much I totally did hear that. Van Rankin's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then are there any other major players out that I missed? Anyone? Blake I mean, Bodily. He's down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. He went to the San Diego Loyal. Uh, they just announced they were signing him today. So he, he was he was waived, though, at the end of this last season. There is a we have a really good Blake Bodily story, and now we can tell it if we haven't already, which is when the Timbers played away at Azteca for Club America, they released a video, like a hype video, and it ended up being some weird hipster, <laughs> not good song. And we made fun of it. And then our man Josh here took the same video and dubbed it over the I'm a soccer rocker. Um which is like a kid's bop teen song. And we posted it on social media and Blake Bodley's mom liked it with a ha ha on Facebook, which we knew we had made it at that point uh, to hear the actual song like Josh, I have to resend the link or uh, Greg can send it to you, but it is absolutely hilarious. I'll, I'll drop a verse in right here. Was it Blake Bodley's mom that was? Yeah, it was in the Blake stand? Bodley's mom. In the stands, were they? The, or was that Rasmussen that uh, came to they came to a home match and and they the cameras were zooming in on him and she was ecstatic that her son was playing. Anybody? Anybody? Huh. I have to imagine that was Rasmussen. I mean, yeah. Bodley played a few times. 
But yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. We and still then, have Rasmussen though, right? Yep, he's back. Okay. He just had his uh his victory tour basically because they were training down at Grand Canyon University in oh, Phoenix. Yeah, that's and there's right. like there's like signs up of him like, you know, lopes in the pros type of stuff. They're the 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 antelopes so um it's like a for-profit college it's kind of a ponzi scheme but i was just gonna say i just heard about this gcu and that it's like a for-profit college and it's religious based is that true yeah it is it's a a christian school that makes perfect sense then in their commercials they have sports for not going yeah they have a d1 men's basketball and they beat uh they beat my alum uh arizona state so you know uh, I'm I'm a sun devil, but you know only only from a, a bit of a distance with some of the sports, especially football. Football, uh, it's not been a good few years under Herm Edwards in football. So. <laughs> Bodily was kind of the butt of a few of our jokes constantly. Like uh, anytime we're like, oh no, we 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 need help. Well, what are we gonna do? Send in Blake Bodily. He can play any position. Um, I like you feel bad because he went out on loan and then got recalled from the loan. And then I don't even think we even really used him. Um, yeah, he was, was an academy guy, right? I believe he was. Oh. That's a journalism question, which we are not qualified to answer. <laughs> I, it was either believe, him or Hunter. <laughs> I believe he was an academy player. And okay. what match was it where we were fighting for our lives and Geo sent Blake bodily in in like the 86 minute and I'm like oh yeah there's the answer to winning whatever it is we're trying to win Blake fucking bodily uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely the boat the butt of a lot of our jokes I'm hoping yeah. well, we, we, we didn't the- wish him any harm or anything we just no, just no. Uh, and it wasn't really his fault that we were kind of it was kind of like it was more often than not. It was we were sort of like joking at the fact that we didn't have a very deep bench. I think is what it was. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And he, he could kick our asses anyway if, sure, if we yeah. actually met him in real life. So yeah. Okay. Here, here's some journalism. He signed a homegrown contract with us in 2020. Right. Oh, he blew off go. his senior year with Washington to come to the Timbers. So there you have it. Hot damn journalism's. So good luck, Blake. Yeah, I have to go to the most important news on this podcast, and this is the former players' news. And my husband, Liam Ridgewell, is uh, uh, now officially a coach, which I am super excited about. For some reason, he just doesn't respond to any of my messages, and I can't understand why. Yeah, he. You can. Uh, you can hear him at, at training. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've never heard so many fucking oys in my entire Oi! life than so, than uh, than the last few trainings that I went to. Is this a move that makes more sense or less sense than him being a color commentary guy? <laughs> I, I think it it's good for them to have a, a defensive oriented guy just among the assistant coaches, their defense was not. I had always kind of hoped that would, was going to be, um, Nat, Nat Borchers because he was working on getting his, his coaching credentials. And then he just sort of said he'd had enough of soccer at one point. So I had hoped that would have been him because Nat was a guy who, you know, wasn't the, the speediest, a guy 
of guys on the field, but he sort of made up for that by his his knowledge of the game and being in the right place ahead of time most of the time. And so we could definitely use some of that. Yeah, he was great on broadcasts, too, that I, I remember seeing him on back uh back when he was injured and then I, th- I think after he retired too if i remember correctly so i feel like the only the advice he- we're going to get from from Reggie is like what what's the best boating season when <laughs> what, what you be nice to, to your to your eternal captain liam bridgewell <laughs> so brian you made the joke about him saying oi like on the pitch when things are moving and shaking so obviously on the broadcast, when he would get excited, you could understand five out of 10 words. Uh, is that the same in training? He, he speaks relatively clearly from what I've heard. I mean, it's 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 loud. So if you if you just hear like a loud noise, then maybe if you're an athlete, you'll just react to that. I don't know. Maybe judge by the tone of it, whether you're doing something right or wrong, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'd. I'd have to go to a few more trainings to discern if he's actually saying things that that the guys can understand. I'm but. skeptical because we brought up Fogaja's uh, breakout match earlier today. They were interviewing him afterwards, and I remember this so clearly. Jake's asking him questions, and other dudes asking him questions, and then Ridgey asked him something, and Nathan just straight up goes, "Uh, what?" <laughs> no right yeah that's right yeah. do you remember that no, i remember and, that and jake just goes it's okay we don't understand him either and yeah, just blows yeah. it off nathan something you've already dreamed about in your dreams is something last night to get the start and two goals tonight so yeah something some of you dreamed about your career to come and get two goals in front of this province crowd oh so and I needed this. I I don't do. It's okay. We don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it's I mean, I, I, I don't worry. <laughs> uh, no, I I I think I remember hearing about that. But um, yeah, that adds an additional layer for guys for whom English is not their first language. Uh, when the English being spoken is. It's not terribly uh, clear. Yeah. <laughs> Ridgewell English. It's uh, it should be coined. But I mean, uh, Greg, you just said it. Jake Zivin and we can go there with Valeria as well are both now pundits for Apple. Yes, what? Jake. Yeah. I mean, is there anyone who is more deserve deserving of that other than Jake Zivin? I'm like, and they were saying, you know, we're going to broadcast the games. We're going to have people calling the games. And you're thinking Jake Zivin is the exact right guy yeah totally i think i think it was fairly predictable too because he had he had done national games for espn as well so you know uh did you guys watch that news conference that they had no no did you did you i watched yeah i was bored and watched it um yeah all all the guys that they had on it um and it was odd because Valeri's been in the States for a long time. He was the guy that was the most difficult to understand. Like, like he, um, he still has, it's, it's just, I would have thought he would be better than that by now. It was interesting. And that year in Argentina, he got out of practice. Yeah. Basically that's what it seemed like. Diego's back in, in Florida now, basically full time. Uh, he, he stepped away from, 
from playing and and I actually talked to him the day that they uh that they announced that he was part of the broadcast team and he said it's been like really hard for him to you know, adjust to not playing and to find something that like brings him joy and and feel kind of settled with with the the family back in the states and everything so it's it's been a challenge for him and then you know he said that he had been keeping up with uh the news from ptfc and and called it a moment of change for the team for the club so interesting there he also mentioned just to add another little news nugget to that that they haven't really locked down the date on the the testimonial match yet between lanus and the timbers which uh was promised for 2023 but this is going to be a busy fucking season for the Timbers, so I have no idea yeah. where they're going to fit that match. So that's still going to happen, or they still think that's, that's going to happen. That's what he said that it's it's planned to still happen, but there's no there's no date set uh, at this point. And I I don't know if you guys have read the news lately, but uh, the the front office for the Timbers has been a little little busy, a little preoccupied, what? A little hey, preoccupied. But this is their downtime. Yeah, now is their downtime, but <laughs> it hadn't been for about a year straight before that. So that yeah. that'll that'll come, I think, eventually, based on what I've heard from people. But it's it's. I was surprised yeah. that he was announced in the broadcasting team because originally he was supposed to move into the front office, a uh, front office position. That was the original plan. And uh, has there been any sort of talk about that or why that didn't happen? I haven't heard anything about that, but why are you I, lying to I, us? Why are you lying to us, Ryan? If I was if I was Diego Valeri, I would um, I'd be happy broadcasting. Yeah. Okay, I've killed the conversation. <laughs> Sorry, I was responding to Jonathan. He has to step away to take care of some mom stuff really quick. Uh, okay. So we'll just move on down the line. Um. I don't know much about this. I guess Jonathan's been following it, but there's some international call-ups, which is cool. Mascara, Moreno to Colombia. Uh, their training camp, they're going to do some friendlies, and U.S. is playing Colombia on the 28th, which is a few days after this is going to drop, probably. Uh, Williamson's been called down to, what's it called? Camp Lollipop or Camp Cupcake or something like that. Anyway, the USA national team camp, Williamson will be there. Uh, some friendlies coming up versus Serbia on the 25th versus Colombia on the 28th. I already mentioned that. Uh, there was some talk about Williamson possibly leaving, possibly going to the Revs. I think we wrote this down a day or two before that was utterly quashed online. Yeah, that was like a few episodes ago. Yeah. Was there any, like... Uh, Ryan, as a member of the press, was there was that just like out there <laughs> conspiracy theory shit, or was there anything to it? I would say it was definitely not out there conspiracy theory shit. But he is <laughs> not uh, he's not going anywhere as of now. He's everything I've seen and heard at this point indicates that he's going to be with the Timbers this season uh, at the very least. Sweet, Hell but th- yes. but yeah, there was definitely some some smoke at the end of last season including the instagram post where he he posted the the meme of the guy with the whiteboard that showed the chart that fuck uh, around compared, and find out yeah fuck yeah. around and find out um so that that's not nothing i can i can say that yeah beyond that i mean he's 
everything I know at this point is that he's he's just resetting and getting ready for this season, which he's fully healthy. You know, he talked about that um, a couple weeks ago when I was at training that, you know, this is the first season he's come into fully healthy in a while. And he's excited to to try and take advantage of an opportunity, even though the midfield is pretty crowded. Like, yeah, he he, he very much, I'm sure, wants to start alongside, you know, Evander and, um, you know, Santi and and Diego Chara and, and everybody else that's that's competing in the midfield. Um, he wants to find himself a role for sure. And I think they need to. I think he's one of their best players and they should they should find a role for him. The question is, where does he fit? If I was another MLS team, if going up against the Timbers next week and I look at the roster and I see Williamson at the eight, Chara at the six, Evander at the 10, Santi on a wing, like that's got to be fucking terrifying. Yeah, they're, they're a legit, extremely talented team in MLS. They had a pretty, you know, underwhelming season to say the least last year, but I think they have an opportunity to genuinely get back into into contention just based on those names that you you just mentioned. Like the, these are, especially Evander being added in as as arguably their best player. But you know the guys coming back and the guys that are developing, Santi, Eric, um, you know everybody else that that is returning like Mosquera, uh, these young talented players that are that are coming into their own. I I am cautiously optimistic generally about this team. Yeah. Evander's absolutely the best on paper, but there is like a counting eggs thing going on. He he hasn't played a single minute. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jonathan wrote this down. I'm not really sure why is Jimmy Chara out. I Nope. He's in. Yeah. I didn't think he's still with the team. He's, he's one of their DPs. There was thoughts that, you know, maybe they would move on from him to free up a DP spot, but by way of Nishgoda's salary dropping down into Tam range, they um, they no longer have to worry about that. So Jimmy is is one of the DPs alongside uh, Evander. Was there any any smoke behind the rumor that he was going to go out on loan to that t- uh, a team in Colombia? I hadn't heard anything specific on that, so I. I all indications from from what I've heard are that he's he's going to stick around for the in- entirety of this season. But who's to say that if they if they find that it is a little too crowded and they want to make some room and loan him out, then that would probably be a good move just to make room for somebody that might be a more consistent difference maker. But who knows if they shift shift Jimmy around, maybe he'll have more success. It seems like when he was in the middle of the field last year, he just got crowded and was having a really yeah. difficult time just keeping the ball at his feet. I mean, he, he was not in the kind of positions that a player like him should be in. He's, he's fast. He's yeah. seriously fast and athletic and, um, you know, finding Oddly enough, not as fast as his older brother, but sure. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> he, he's the, the beat you off the ball, beat you on the wing guy. He's not the create a play guy. No, I, I agree. And I think that he was kind of being forced into a spot that Evander will, completely take over and do an incredibly good job in. And I think if you put a guy like Jimmy on the wing, that would be the best move for him, whether he's a starter or a, a heavy sub, who knows? A uh, quick question, Tanner brothers, sources of yours, who are those guys? 
The Tana Bros. Yeah. <laughs> I I genuinely have no idea who they are. <laughs> but they're they're good uh good Twitter pals. That's okay. I I do know them <laughs> from Twitter. All right. Josh. Yes. Pocket. <laughs> we talked about who's staying, we talked about who's going, we talked a little bit about what we still need. Uh, if you could wave a magic wand, sign a DP, what position do you want him to be in? Um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, <sighs> we're really good in the midfield right now. I, we could always do better with defense or a new keeper. That's you. Well, you know how I stand on both of those. I've been always wanting a DP defense. Or a DP keeper. I think that'll make a huge change. A DP keeper? Are you, are you for real? Has that yeah. ever even happened before? No, that's why I think if Not we actually us, had it happened, a, it's happened for other teams. If we've Howard. had a world, if we, yeah, if we had a world class keeper, we'd be Ivicic put in a world class is good. Season. He's really he is, good. He is good. He was, you know, it, from beginning of the season to the end of the season, totally different player. I could get on board and with a DP center back. I don't know about a DP. A DP either. center back? That's a yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, I would yeah, another Ridgewell. Another Liam Ridgewell. We could always use another Englishman. Yeah. What about you guys? Striker. But that's like that's the easy answer. I mean, but it's the it's the but, hole that we have right now. You don't really need the striker. <laughs> Well, they 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 need they need one. They need a they, <laughs> I love Nies Gota, but he just doesn't fit the system that we have. I think he he's a guy that could potentially benefit greatly from Evander too, just be having a playmaker behind him for sure. Yeah, but I, I still you know for MLS purposes, he's he's not the kind of guy I feel like you would want as as your star striker. You know, Felipe Mora when healthy was that guy, but. Right now, I mean, they they are look that Ned Grabovoy has said publicly that they are looking for a young D, DP at that position. So, hey, um, not striker wise, but do you remember when we had that guy on our team? Um, what was his name? So, oh, Sebastian Blanco. Do you remember that guy? Who? <laughs> I got a feature. I got a feature on Sebastian Blanco coming out tonight, fellas. Oh yeah! Ooh, snap! That's tonight, uh, January twenty fourth on yeah. this uh, this recording. Did you uh, interview him? Yeah, I talked to him today. I, I, uh, I love that tiny little man, that tiny fiery little man. Yeah, I'm like six feet tall, and it's it's kind of wild interviewing athletes that are much shorter than you. So, <laughs> so you're saying you're saying so you've interviewed Blanco earlier today, and now you're on yeah. with us at about five p.m. So Sebastian Blanco opened for us, and we're the headliner. Yes, yes. exactly. He was the he was the opener. He he was the Migos to to your guys Drake. If you <laughs> what, what are you? What are you doing? Wasting your time talking with us? Shouldn't you be typing right now? No, man, it's written. I'm just waiting for it to to publish. Just got to get it edited. Uh, it's it's a process, man. Um, oh, we're gonna need you to to submit some revisions so that uh, uh, j- um so that Greg can uh, crank out this episode so we can drop it beforehand. Go ahead and do that for us. Thanks. No, <laughs> you can uh, you can read it at OregonLive.com whenever you what? listen to this. All right, so, all right. Fine. 
fuck you, Randy. Uh, so, so is that your pick too, Ryan? We need a striker. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that, you know, what they return is good enough everywhere with maybe the exception of center back. I just logistically in terms of bringing in a, a new guy and figuring out who among the four, um, the four being McGraw, Tuiloma, Mabiala, and Zuperic, uh, deciding which of those four to, to part ways with and how to do so is infinitely more complicated than just bringing in a young guy uh, as a as a DP um, under the young DP rule, which don't ask me to explain fucking any MLS <laughs> roster rules, but that's that's like their play right now. That's essentially all that they can do, and it's it's in addition to being the only thing they can really do easily. It's the right thing, I think, for their roster. Cool. Uh, and you brought up Ned Grabovoy. I don't think this made it in the notes, but he's the GM now. Yep. Yeah, Is, I saw that coming. Yeah. Well, does anybody like? I don't know. I'm going to try to word this right. Does this seem like you know, we hired the best guy for the job or does it seem like we just promoted who we had from within? Like, do you get what I'm asking? No. Are you asking me? Oh, just the group. I'm asking everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you were asking him. No, I'm asking everybody. Like, yeah. A little like, bit of both. Uh, is, that, my guess is a little bit of both. They have a lot of stuff going on and they were just like, you know what? He's doing we have we have some faith in him uh, he can always call up uh, gavin to, <laughs> to run stuff by him anyway since he's secretly still running everything um i don't know that's what i think you know maybe they put some trust in him because according to those rumors uh gavin leaving when when gavin was in charge of the negotiations for evander it wasn't going well and then when ned took over um, he was able to get that nailed down. I mean, that's that's what the chatter was. So maybe they maybe they saw some some of that too, and were like, "Oh, maybe this guy can actually do this for us and do it well." Yeah, that's you could not, also that's not oh. a completely uh, that's not a completely incorrect thing to to put the tinfoil hat on for. I'll say that. <laughs> I think I think Ned was definitely the one that that got it over the finish line, from what I had heard. It's still so completely bizarre that he came and played for us for a year and then just like now he's our general manager. He's done a lot of the work behind the scenes too under Gavin, like working for on scouting and, you know, making people not hate him. <laughs> it's like easier for When you're well, when you're the number 2, I mean nobody ever gets mad at you or gives right, a shit right. what you do, yeah. right? But but diff- very different personalities. I'll say that <laughs> we are closing it on an hour. You guys want me to make some uh, executive decisions on what to talk about and blow through a couple of points. Yeah. Let's, yeah. I mean, let's wrap it up. All right, cool. What do you uh, think? Real quick before we go, there was a leak of Evander wearing the most likely our new primary kit. Did everybody get a chance to see it? Yeah, I like it. I saw, I mean, we saw the, the blown up splotchy version of it. Yeah. Yeah. What are your guys thoughts? It looks okay, I guess. It looks fine. Yeah, it's fine. Right. I like plaid. Yeah. It, it's fine. I they they they've never really done a plaid jersey from my memory. No. So, so that's a a good homage to something that's kind of gone out of style yeah. in terms of people in Portland. But it kind of looks yeah. like uh like hotel lobby 
you know, tea with like a, a, a pla- <laughs> like a generic plaid packaging or something. I'll, I will reserve judgment until there's a, a more high definition photo of it and not a sneaky leak shot. But yeah. I, I think that it, it looks good. I, it'd be it'd be pretty. I, my all time favorites for the Timbers were the Rose City Reds, though. The oh, oh yeah, those were bad. They were gorgeous, but they were bad. Everyone luck. loves that. I just don't like red. What, what particular? What year are you talking about, oh, Ryan? God. Uh, when did they first do it? Like the first, first year. The first year, had. yeah. The red and white one. No, red and black. Red and black one. Okay. All right. Yeah, so the, the Alaska Airlines one. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I thought that. I thought that was that was like sixteen, seventeen. So they had they had one that was a fade, like a slow fade to black, like a grad, like a gradation, and then they had one that was like a, that had stripes, kind of like crazy stripes that were were faded red to white. Yeah, I like I liked the the first one, the the faded. Yeah, the those fade. are good. I, I wish uh, I would like to see those kits, the red kits, red and black ones come back. And those 2012, I think the the red straight up red kits were those look good too. Yeah, let's bring back red. Bring bring back the red kits. Bring it back, Ryan. Are you a one hundred sevenist member? I am not. All right, then you are not allowed to vote in this year's board elections. But anybody listening, and how dare you? <laughs> anybody, Jonathan listening? will buy you. A, Jonathan's going to buy you a membership. Yeah. yeah. For everybody listening, uh, the elections are open now. If you renewed before the 31st of December of 2022, you can vote. Jonathan is a candidate. We're not using this forum to campaign for him, uh, but Josh is. <laughs> yes. Vote for what's his name? But you can also vote for Sam Jonathan. or Sophia if you want. Or them. Uh, we just vote. We close every episode of this with a song, a closing track, and it seems only right that our guest gets to pick a song to take us home tonight. <laughs> Surprise! Hey, hey, before before we do that, and since Jonathan's uh, not going to be able to make it back, um, did you hear the episode where Jonathan made fun of you, Ryan? No. What did he say? Oh. I, I know, and I know for a fact he wished he could be here for this because he he was going to bring it up. Uh, it was just the initial interview you did with um, I forget who it was. It was just uh, the interview it, with Gavin. Yes, the, the interview with Gavin and his critique was that it was more of a press release than a uh, than an than an actual interview. That's fine. Would That's, you care I mean, to comment? Uh, I I mean I did like a Twitter clap back to somebody that said the same thing at the time, and I probably shouldn't have because that was like insecure and stupid Uh, (laughs) yeah always keep your mouth like don't ever respond yeah like that's a that's a valuable lesson in never replying to to people on twitter but but i mean that's a perfectly valid criticism i at the time was very early on in in covering the team and uh was trying to in some way build relationships with these people. Um, I do think though, that the fact that I did ask like six questions about the, the um, Andy Polo thing that, that didn't make the team happy when I, when I was done with the interview. Mm. So 
that's that's a note of rebuttal to to that argument but it's a completely fair criticism i'm i'm a public <laughs> i'm a public person whether i like to be or not so you're welcome to criticize how i cover shit whenever you want man and so do you want to fight him <laughs> no absolutely not okay, well then the next question together. will you fight him also no (laughs) you'll probably win no you're uh, right it was very early on and i think that was the whole like we didn't know you yet like who is this guy but like after all the coverage of everything else that happened with the fo like it became very very clear like where you stood and everything and we're like okay okay well timbers fans are wary man it's hard for people in this soccer community to trust literally anybody with how things have gone in the last (laughs) year. So I, I completely sympathize with people who are like, who the hell is this guy? He's not really like a big soccer nerd. He just kind of shows up and is now covering our teams. But I hope, I hope that, you know, the work will speak for itself and has spoken for itself over the last year. And now that we know you, we're going to talk even more shit. Nice. That's that's the true sign of friendship. So <laughs> hey, so what's your uh, song? Yeah, what's your song? Oh God, um, <laughs> does it have to be like in the public domain or like what's the what's no, the right? We have right eight there. listeners. It doesn't. I need matter. I need to be able to find a downloadable version of it. That's all. <laughs> like like YouTube to MP3 type of download or like yeah. we, YouTube to MP3 or something I find on Amazon, whatever. Uh, let's do the safety dance by men without hats. <laughs> that is the safe choice. I, oh man. I bet you I have it on a compilation somewhere. I can, I can send to you, Greg. All right, then Josh, where can they reach us? Uh, I don't know. Um, they can reach us at, Hey, thanks Portland for being Van- on. First of all. Yeah. Thanks for being on. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. No, it's, it was awesome. I appreciate it. Happy to be on in the future. Uh, Hell oh, yeah. Wow. Okay, so you can reach us at portlandvanity at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 503-583-4235. Facebook and Instagram is Portland Vanity, and Twitter is PDX Vanity Soccer. We're also, I think it's match.com slash PVSP. (laughs) And we also have our radio-free PVSP playlist on Spotify. And Ryan, where can they reach you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan T. Clark. Uh, OregonLive.com is where everything I write is posted. Uh, and then Soccer Made in Portland podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. That's, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other ones. Sweet. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah sure, guys. Appreciate the hell out of it for, for you guys bringing me on. Definitely. Have a good night. You too. Thanks. Cause your friends don't dance And if they don't dance Well, they're no friends of mine See, we can go where we want to Place where they will never find And we can act like we come from out of this world Leave the real one far behind Just real neat from our hearts to our feet And surprise them with a victory cry 
Thanks for coming on. This is Greg. I've been talking to you a bunch. Hey, Greg. How's it going? Doing all right. Um, so, yeah, I think I gave you a rundown. Do you have any questions or anything before we get going? Uh, no. What's everybody drinking? Oh. Oh, in dry January? Really? You broke you were drinking January. yesterday. Damn it. You're right. I'm still drinking a Coke Zero. I have <laughs> a... What is this? Oh, this is Bowie's Pacific Pale. And oh. I'm not in love with it, but uh, they had a special on six barrels. So I tried it out and I'm like, eh, I'll finish it. I just have a water. <laughs> that, well, that is, that what about you? On what? On six barrels? Yeah, six barrel kegs. What's that? It's those skinny kegs. Uh, it's kind of like a corny keg, like the tiny ones. You yeah, put in your it's, little gotcha. it's like fridge. a tall corny. Okay, why they, why are they called six barrels? Because it's one sixth of a barrel. Oh, sixth barrels, yeah. got it. I thought you said six barrels. I was confused. Sorry, right. you're old. Yeah. Shit. P- shut up, man. I worked at <laughs> brewery. Rocky, what are you drinking? Beer. I'm drinking. Uh, so I was told to bring a drink. So I dug through my fridge and found a uh, Cutwater Vodka Mule. Uh, cut water vodka oh. with ginger beer and lime flavors. Never had it in my entire life. Pretty good. How'd it get nice. in your fridge? Uh, it's my girlfriend's. So ah. yeah. <laughs> okay, just because Greg's an alcoholic doesn't mean you have to stoop to his level. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so ready to kick it off, Jerkathan? Yeah, uh, one thing. So, Ryan, we obviously run from an agenda, even though it never sounds like it. Uh, has anyone shared, has Greg shared it with you, or do you? are you cool just piping in and having fun? Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I can only go so far on, on certain things, obviously, so I don't uh, make the people that are, you know in charge Paying of you? my my access uh, <laughs> sure, sure. but other than that i'm fine so yeah i mean i can go i can speak on pretty much anything all right all right sweet, sweet.